Join Hans and Scotty Friday from noon to 3. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. All right, topic of the day. Oregon loses. How does that impact the Utes? What's it going to be? Seems like it's a mix. Most people seem to think it's not that big a deal because the Utes were going to get passed over either way. Yeah, I guess you'd put me that in put me put me in that category is what I'm trying to say for there, some reason. There's also a category where it doesn't matter because Utah loses to Oregon. There's all I don't think so now. You don't think so that that game isn't a toss up can go either way? Not right now, no. Maybe I'll change my mind. I mean, we still have two weeks, but no, I'm thinking Utah wins the ball game. This is a topic for another day. And if you like it, you can put it on Facebook, and it can be a topic for tomorrow, unless the Jazz and Bucks tonight. The Jazz tonight. punk in the Bucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we know that the Utes will annihilate teams that are 500 or worse. We've got a body of evidence that they will run those people off the field in the first half. Snooze City. Exactly. You can look at the UCLA game. You can look at the Arizona game. You can look at the Oregon State game. There's plenty of evidence. But when they play a team that is a 7 or 8 win team and they're not at home, what happens? BYU was pretty comfortable. USC was a loss. Washington, they had to come from behind in the second half. Now, this won't be a road game with Oregon. I assume we know it'll be a neutral stadium, and I assume the crowd's going to be if it's not 50-50, 60-40, it doesn't seem like one fan base should think, dwarf the other. I think Utah will now. I think a lot of night fans are front runners. Oh, really? And they're yeah. going to bail out because of that loss? Yeah. They'll, they'll have 10,000 fans there, not 20. Although I actually think it makes the game more difficult for Utah. Because now Oregon's got a chip on their shoulder. Well, they're playing for less, the Rose Bowl. And less pressure. They can't mess up the college football playoff. They already did. They're gone. So now, well, screw it. Let's go get this. It's the best we can do. But there's and no it's real. Still the Rose Bowl. There's and, not the weight of the world. And Oregon is one of the originals. So the Rose Bowl matters. to those people matters. still matters, and it matters a lot versus the Alamo or the Cotton. They don't want to go to the Alamo. They don't want to go to the Cotton. They want to go to Pasadena. So I actually think this will make it by the Knights losing will make it more of a chore. For Utah, because they have to win to go to the Rose Bowl. There's no other way. Before, they maybe didn't, because if the Utes went, then the Knights could go to the Rose Bowl. There's no back door in it now. No. So I actually think it makes it more difficult for Utah to get in, but I also think that I feel better about Utah's chances, which is a little bit of a contradiction there. Yeah, I'm confused, actually. It's harder, but it's more likely. I think you, Oregon has more incentive to win the game because they want to go to the Rose Bowl. This is, this is the best they can do, and it's a pretty good prize. But I don't think Oregon is as good, so in a sense, it makes it harder, but they showed some weakness that Utah can exploit. So I think Utah has a better chance, even though emotionally it might be harder. But that is a big ball of nonsense because it's hard to understand so i would suggest we go to alan alan good morning <laughs> good morning guys hey i just I, I this is i guess my thought on all this is that i okay so bama and auburn still have to play each other so yep. 
if if Auburn was to beat Bama, that would give them their second loss and basically eliminate them, correct? Yes, right. I would think. Yes. And then I guess it's already established that LSU and Georgia play in the SEC championship, so wouldn't you think that the loser of that would probably – Go no. away as well. No, no, no. no. L- LSU has so many wins. LSU, oh, right. LSU has LSU the best has, has resume. The if Georgia, yeah, that's right. If Georgia beats LSU, everything else is a waste of breath. Both those teams are in. Clemson, and they should be. Clemson and Ohio State are in. It's over. All the other what talk. If, what if LSU beats Georgia? Wouldn't that be their second loss? Yes. Then that would knock yeah. Georgia out. Yeah. So if you're a Ute fan, you want LSU to win. You want Auburn to win. Exactly. And you want so Oklahoma State or Baylor LSU to win. And, and Auburn. Correct. Uh, this week, all yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this week LSU and Auburn. No, this week LSU would play well, Auburn this, in two weeks. Well, yeah, but he means yeah, not yeah. he means this week and down this the, week down the line. Yeah, right. I got you, Alan. You're right. And, yeah, and you also need to root for Oklahoma State or Baylor, Baylor. to beat Oklahoma ne- this week and then next week. Right. Yeah, and if those yeah. things happen and the Utes beat Oregon, and if they're not in at that point, then screw it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah if they don't make it in at that point. that point, you might as well just not even bother anymore. Right, so, exactly. Anyway, like, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I was trying to clear up. So thanks, yeah. guys. Right. I right. get it. Yeah. yeah. I think all the debate about Oregon and all that is if you can get rid of these three other one-loss teams that are around them. They're, they're well in front of Minnesota. Well, then they and, ought to waltz in. Yes, one loss Baylor would be left on the sideline. I don't think one loss Baylor is going to hop Utah. Utah will be in and Baylor will be out. I would think so. Yeah. And that might not be fair either, but you know, when you're the one that's in, you no longer worry about fair so much. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it would go back to if you're 12-1 and one and you win a conference, it's hard to go undefeated in a conference. It's hard to sweep Oklahoma if you're playing them twice. That's enough. Baylor ought to be in. But – Five teams for four spots, and it wouldn't happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's not yeah. as offensive when it's not your team. <laughs> oh, yeah, those guys over there, that's too bad. I mean, I can uh, even make a case that you they should be seated third if that all that stuff would happen. Now, the seating is really irrelevant because you're going to play two of the three teams either way. Right. But from the fans' perspective, it's not irrelevant because there are a lot of fans well, who are thinking, I would drive to Fiesta Bowl, but I'm not flying to Atlanta. Uh, I totally agree. Yeah. I wish they would do that. You put them in in front of Clemson because Clemson has no quality wins? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That would be my thought process. Yes. And it would be geographically better for three of the four teams. And Ohio State has been to Phoenix so many times. They'll they'll sell they'll, their allotment. They're not going to leave any There's millions seats. of fans there anyway that live in the Valley. I can tell you. Uh, so and, and in Vegas and LA, so there's plenty of people. So I would go. I would love to see LSU and Clemson in Atlanta, Atlanta and then Ohio State and Utah in Tempe or in Glendale now because they moved it the other side of town. That if all those things happen, I'd like to see them be seated third, second or third. It really doesn't matter. There's no difference there. And I don't think there's much of a difference in one, two, three, and four, for that matter. Uh, so, you, maybe sometimes, but not this year. And if you have to go to Atlanta, so be it. Got a lot of comments coming into our Facebook page, DJ and PK. Utah's best win of the year is against BYU. Laughing, crying, tears, emoji. 
Well, that's why I've said people, the Ute fans who want to dismiss BYU, and I get what you're trying to do. You're actually hurting your cause by doing that. And you'll say, well, we can play Florida, so playing BYU does nothing for us. No, imagine if you played Florida and BYU. I don't see where you need to eliminate BYU from the schedule because they actually give you, they won't give you the ultimate bang for your buck, but if you play another Power 5 team that's pretty good and you beat BYU and you beat Florida, nobody would have it. This discussion, I think, would be very much minimized with a seven-point loss to SC. The problem is BYU as your best. Have BYU as your second best, not as your best. And then you go 12-1. and one. I don't think you're getting left out. So don't eliminate BYU. Just add to it. And they didn't. Alabama at 11-1, and or if Georgia beat LSU, they wouldn't get let out. I mean, the the odds of them getting in would absolutely go up. So I'm on board then. But they wouldn't get let out? I don't know that I can go that far. It's a bridge too far. They're still scenarios. If they beat a high-quality Power 5 team and BYU, and then you can play the Big Sky team, whatever, nobody cares there. And you have those two wins, yes, I think they get in this year over Alabama. And a one-loss Alabama team, absolutely. And you've annihilated all these teams now in a row since the SC loss saved the closer game to Washington, which the late touchdown made the score closer than it appeared. Yes, I think you get in over Alabama. Yes, I do. So don't eliminate BYU. Add to BYU. Well, I'm with you on that. Because you all those guys. They're slowly going down that and road, you're not, but it's going to be a it's while. It's not the big emotional game that it is that it used to be. That's The edge has definitely gone off it. Because all these kids, they don't really know about it, and they're expecting to win because it's all they do. And they still enjoy it, but it's not like they expended a ton of emotion to beat those guys this year. I didn't see it. It's it's no longer the end-all, be-all at the end of the season with everybody at a fever pitch and all in and well, leave even, it on the field. But even when, when they first joined the conference, they weren't it playing. It still had that, though. When they would lo- they'd yeah. beat them and then they got worked the next mm-hmm. week. Well, they're not expending that type of energy anymore. Even the family, the daughters of the Whittingham family who go nuts over that stuff, they don't go nuts over it anymore. It's like, I mean, come on. How can you keep going nuts over it? You do it every year. It's not that big of a deal. DJ and PK, it's 97.5, and I told you so. You know, PK, we're in a, we're in a place now where everything happens immediately. Everything has to be justified immediately. But if you just wait, sometimes say, I don't know, 72 hours? Do things look and sound different? Not for me, because I have the unique and rare ability to assess a situation immediately and be correct. And actually, time only proves me further correct. Like the guy who ripped me for bringing up race with the Mason Uh, Rudolph, Miles Garrett story. Well, that was going to be a tease. Now you kind of get where we're going, but we'll get to that. And other stories you need to be brought up to speed on if you're a little late to the show. We'll do that next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz win a couple games over the weekend at home. Now they're out on the road, five in a row on the road over eight days. It starts tonight in Milwaukee. The Bucks have the best record in the Eastern Conference. The game tips at six, pregame show at five. 
You'll listen to that game on 97.5 The Zone. You can hear the Monday Night Football game over on 1280 The Zone. It's the Ravens and the Rams at 615 on ESPN. Also, college basketball, BYU plays UCLA in the Maui Invitational. That game tips off at 930 on ESPN2. Top of the Wire brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport Parking with the best rewards program in Utah and only airport valet service in Utah. Park, ride, and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. That's Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Howard Beck from Bleacher Report to Jazz. Even when they've won games, it hasn't always been perfect. How long do you suppose this will take before they're hitting on all cylinders? I don't know. I'm a little surprised, as I'm sure everybody there is, that they've underachieved a little bit to date. The good news is they're still in pretty good shape, and I wouldn't put a lot of emphasis on where they are through 14 games. There's plenty of time to kind of establish that chemistry, figure out what's going on with Joe Ingles, get Mike Conley playing at his highest level. Veterans sometimes take a little bit longer to get going early in a season. Let's see where they are in another couple of weeks. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Third down and 16, and Daniels is going to throw deep. He's got Ayuk. He makes the catch. Ayuk at the 30, at the 20, at the 10, at the 5. Touchdown, Devils! An 81-yard catch and run. Jaden Daniels to Brandon Ayuk. Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to the Jazz and the Grizzlies game December 7th. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, ice cream, and soda. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 for free Ford swag, Jazz tickets, movie passes, and much, much more. That was one of the big touchdown passes that beat the Oregon Ducks. ASU throwing it deep. I think there's some you Utah coaches. I think there's some Utah coaches taking notes on that. Oh, before that, what'd you say? Throwing it deep, beating the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Knights. The Oregon Knights. <laughs> they knew about that result before they literally left the field Saturday night. Somebody looked at it on their phone. It was on the scoreboard in the stadium. You know, I wasn't paying attention to the somebody, scoreboard, but I don't somebody know. Somebody in the stands yelled it down at the bench. I don't know. Yeah. But I had multiple people on Utah's staff come up to me as they were walking off the field and commented. And I had a brief discussion with someone who's of high level. And we were talking about conference games mm-hmm. and how you just don't know and how difficult they can be. This was within seconds of the game being over, and they went and shook a few hands, and then they go over to this uh, section and you know sing the fight song or whatever they do, and then they make their way into the locker room. And so I'm standing there on the field, and people can see me, and multiple guys came over to me to talk about that game. Yeah. So they're very much aware. And then Kyle, when he came in, somebody asked him, Oh, Colorado, man, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Tough guy. <laughs> and he, but he, he did bring up, and he knew that Washington had lost to Colorado, which I think is kind of cool in a sense that at least gives Colorado some incentive to try to get bowl eligible. 
I don't think they're going to do it, but it got to have something. I can't it's, have just it's, these constant beatdowns. It's a storyline, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's still going to end up being a beatdown. Uh, yeah, I get it. And Frank Frank but Dolce I'm, was on earlier, and I think he spoke for a sizable chunk of the youth fan base when he said, ah, I've been kind of cautious on this. Yeah, they're going to win, but he would pick you know a two-touchdown spread or something. But even he's gotten on board with it. Yeah, they're going to go out and win by four or five touchdowns. They're going to win by as many touchdowns as Kyle wants to win by. I mean, they won this game by four touchdowns, but if Kyle had wanted to win it by six, they would have won it by six. So they would shut him out. Yeah, they would have gotten the shutout there, and they would have left the starters in and picked up another one later. They don't need that. They don't need it, so they didn't. You can't get any more style points than they've already gotten. It, it comes down to, that was very evident on Twitter. There were clearly multiple national media members who were watching that game, following that game, judging the Utes. Big-time compliments for the Utah defense. Um, yeah. But saying the same thing that multiple people here have been saying, you've been saying it, I've been saying it, Frank's been saying it, Tim Brando came on and said it. It was uh, Scott Van Pelt from ESPN said, this Ute defense, I'm paraphrasing, is uh, fantastic, and I would really love to see them take a shot Keith at LSU. Jackson would be saying it if he were alive. But, but it's not going to happen. That was how he Dick Enberg it. would be saying it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. No, good, because I don't want to be no, kidded right now. No I'm in no laughter. mood to be kidded. <laughs> this, is, this is what's missing when you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's literally no one to sit there to interject that into the show. <laughs> I'm a holy freak. Yeah. I'll be gone a week from Friday, too. That's because you'll be at the Pac-12 title game. Got to travel over there. Yeah. It's a Friday night game. Yeah. Uh, we had Gary Anderson on earlier, and you asked him how difficult it was to go unbeaten through a league, and he ran through his experiences in the Mountain West, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, the three places he's coached, and talked about how hard it was to do, and Oregon doesn't do it. That's why I don't think that it should downgrade the Utah win if they get it a week from Friday, because it is so stinking hard. And they lost one conference game on the road by three points. Oh, my gosh, they suck. No. No, not at all. They don't. They lost a conference game. Whoop-de-doo. Six teams in 40 years have gone through unscathed in the conference. It rarely happens. It's so unusual. Somebody's going to get them. It happens over and over. Where would Oregon be ranked if they had beaten Auburn in the opener and then got dragged down in the conference game? Because obviously it's a second conference loss. I'd say maybe uh, it's not a second conference loss, it's a second overall loss. Second overall loss. But I would say, you know, six or seven. You drop a little bit, I get it. They would have been undefeated top four. Who knows where in the top four. So you drop. And then with a loss, where would they have been dropped, Tim? You lost one game in conference by three points. They hit an 81-yard pass. To an NFL receiver. It happens. Especially with kids. Gary Anderson talked about how uh, hard it is to go undefeated through the league. He also threw the gauntlet down. This is a big game for everyone in this program. Including th- Scott Gerard. I think he was. <laughs> you're right. I think he was including coaches there and ready to make changes on the staff if he deems them necessary. Putting oh, you think he was issuing alert. a warning? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I didn't necessarily take that that way, but yeah. if you want to. That was to. how I took it. Okay. No, I I can see it. I didn't I didn't personally think that. But I can see how now that you say that, it didn't everyone didn't in our program. 
The cheerleaders, man. You want to come back next year? You freaking better beat the Lobos. Yeah, win this, win the bowl game, be 8-5. Yeah. and five, and, and with There's nothing new, wrong with 8-5. and five, A new coaching staff and 50 new players. Right. There you go. Uh, Utah State is a 13-point favorite against the Lobos, who are 2-9 and nine and haven't won a conference game yet. So he can put them on high alert and get all the urgency, and I expect they'll go down there. Oh, they don't win this one, and they'll That'll win. be worse than no. all the blowouts they've had. Yeah, they've actually played a pretty tough schedule. This is either the third or fourth. Maybe it's the fourth team they played with a losing record. Fourth, right, but they've been smoked three times. I'll give you the LSU, but the boys in BYU, I got a problem. In like Air those. Force, really. Yeah. Air Force looking like a 10-win team. But I don't think Having you should get year. smoked by those guys. Agreed. Agreed. Other things we have discussed here today. The Utah Jazz tonight against the Greek Freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is a difficult road stretch right here. They just finished a nice soft home stretch right there. A couple of back-to-back home wins and all that. First Eastern trip. Milwaukee opens it. Philly closes it. And Indiana and Toronto in between. Not really seeing the dregs of the East on this trip. This is a pretty good trip. Oh, oh yeah. it's, a gr- it's a great trip. This is a good trip. Measuring stick here to see. They also have Memphis, one Western team, although a more Eastern city, but a Western team mixed in. Yeah, they have Memphis twice on the road early. You know I love to break them down into five-game stretches or whatever. This is a natural with an Eastern road trip. If I offered you three and two right now, would you take it or would yes. you roll the dice no, for more? It. If I offered you two and three, would you take it? No. Need to go three and two. And who are you beating? And in the end, it doesn't matter who you beat. I was about to say it doesn't but matter. If, you get, if you get a win over Milwaukee and then say somebody uh, tweaks an ankle and doesn't play in a couple of games, and so you end up losing that. You know, Rudy reaggravates a little bit. We saw the other night he didn't play because of the prior one. He yeah. went down. Uh, so if you beat Milwaukee and Milwaukee's in full strength to, to a degree and then a couple of things happen – I would consider that as a very much as successful. So it does matter in my mind if there are extenuating circumstances. This is this is a fun game that I pointed to when I first when the season started, and now we're a month into it. You know, we're officially at the month mark, and I'm excited for this game. It's not a make or break by any stretch, no, but, but if you can. get it, it's a nice win, and but you would if, have swept Milwaukee. If you're in the top quarter of the league, the games you're going to look at in the schedule are the other teams in the top quarter of the league. And it gives you an advantage mentally and psychologically when you play them in the final. Nice. I see what you did there. Yeah. They're going to take down the Clippers in the second round and then the Lakers in the conference final. Is that how it works? I don't care. <laughs> Whoever it is. Yeah. Or would you rather take down the Rockets? Because I don't think you can get all three of those. It doesn't matter. Jazz dropped to the sixth seed and then beat the third-seeded Rockets, the second-seeded Clippers, and the top-seeded Lakers. Yeah, that's the (laughs) way it should be. It shouldn't be a walk in a park. Well, it won't be. There's too many good It's better for the fans. At least it is for me, from my opinion. I'd rather see as much competition as possible. A month in, I've now seen this discussion on PTI, and you brought it up, and I have read it online as well. What? Top five players in the NBA, all NBA team. It seems like everyone is focusing on four guys who are off to awesome starts. LeBron James. I'm not fading it away. There's plenty of tread on the tires. I am mm-hmm. not. I, no hangover from the injury. Yeah. I took the summer off internationally to get healthy. Even and better, this is yeah. me. Deal with it, people. Oh, I got to tell you a story. Okay. This is funny, but go ahead. Finish. So, uh, LeBron and then Harden, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Luka Doncic with a 41-point game over the weekend. Luka is top five. He's brilliant. Five. He is he's, brilliant. 
Yes, he's 20 years old. Uh, I would put Kawhi Leonard in there. I know he hasn't. I know he's missed a bunch of games, but it's. I go on to Combo. And on to Combo, the guy that's seen tonight. Yeah. yeah. And those are the big five. I'm open right on that fifth spot. Because you don't want to put Kawhi there until he plays more games. Right. Right. But he's Talent gonna, wise, obviously. He's going to play 60 games, probably. And I mean, uh, But I'm open. Those four are running away with this thing, yeah. man. Doncic at 20 years old? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Phoenix and Sacramento will rue the day that they pass. <laughs> they already are. How about Phoenix? Your coach literally has first experience with him. Like, you really want this guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. We'll take who we want. And you're fired. <laughs> yeah, I still think there's a little bit of a prejudice against the foreign guy Otherwise who doesn't appear overly athletic. Okay. The EuroLeague is widely... And I don't watch EuroLeague basketball, but it's widely Live reported to be the it. second best league in the world. I got season tickets. And he was the MVP. He was the MVP at 17. So when you say somebody is an athletic, it's because they're a white guy? Not necessarily. I mean, people don't stay in front of him. Not necessarily. But I get your there point. Aren't, there aren't. Uh, I don't see race. So there that doesn't count get, to me. We're getting to that. Uh, there aren't 20 highlights of him, you know, jumping over the backboard and dunking. I get it. I get so it. So that's how you want to define athleticism. I don't think that's race based. That's, okay, he really isn't a high flyer, but there are plenty of guys but who you are. You need to be, no. Magic not, and Bird weren't. <laughs> not only that, you have coaches coaching guys up. There's plenty of statistical evidence that says the high flyers are more likely yeah, to get hurt. But so you're going to criticize a draft when there's every year there's criticism? They made a mistake. Okay, so it they made a, every year. They made a mistake, or they're still. They thought the other two guys, or maybe the other two guys, would turn out to be good because there's big men take a little longer to develop. We hear, and those guys, and and Aiton and and Bagley are big men, so let's not write the book on them just yet. But they got to get a lot better to get this good. I mean, that's like telling Akeem he's got to get better to be better than Jordan. Well, you got good enough to win two titles, but you're not Jordan. No, but you'll take two titles, right? <laughs> two titles, Hall of Famer. Yeah, MVP. I mean, he did it all, right? So I mean, that that's fine. Just I mean, if you approach their levels, yeah, then you could have made. You may not have made the right pick, but you could have made a good pick. So we were discussing. But let me. Can I tell you about this the oh. basketball story? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm out. To, uh, I go down to Phoenix, and I'm with my sisters, and and they're guys, right? And my wife's there. So it's six of us, and <laughs> my brother-in-law. <laughs> Who uh, tomorrow my thoughts go out to them because they're having a service for their 25 year old grandson who was killed in a motorcycle accident tomorrow. But nevertheless, uh, he needed some levity because he's going through a tough time. My daughter, my wife, my sister's grandson, and uh, so he says, Patrick. Yeah, call me Patrick. Patrick. Is he really, he's really got a gravelly voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, Vietnam vet, salt of the earth, dude. Patrick, ask your sister about the tickets we could have had. He, he doesn't know it. My sister has some connections through casinos because mm-hmm. she's valued customer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> right? Yeah, million okay. times over. So there's a, a lady there, charge of promotions at, at Harris that she's really good friends with. Gal calls her up during the day. Hey, I got Laker. I got tickets to the Suns game tonight. They're playing the Lakers. My sister had a dentist appointment. She wasn't feeling well. So she said no. And I don't even, I, I'm not sure she knew it was the Lakers because she's a casual Suns fan. Well, my brother-in-law says, yeah, come to find out, not only was it the Lakers, 
It was cord side seats. <laughs> so I look at my, I said, Patty, you turned down cord side seats of LeBron James? And she says, yeah, I know. How freaking stupid was that? <laughs> Pretty stupid. <laughs> and so my brother-in-law, Cliff, says, yeah, I couldn't wait till we got here because I told her, I'm going to tell Patrick that story, and he is going to bust your you-know-what over it. And I busted her you-know-what <laughs> over it. And she realized, I said, you would have had to have uh, a wisdom teeth removal and literally couldn't go. She says, I know. That was so stupid that we did not go. And she made me look up when the Suns are coming or when the Lakers are coming. Yeah. And it's their last game of the season, the literally last game of the Which season. Which means, and I told her, I said, yeah. play. <laughs> I said that probably the divisions and the places in the conference are already set, so he's probably not even going to play. And she says, "I know, man. What a dumb move that was." I said, "You could have called me if you would have told me courtside seats. I would have flown down." Nice. Yeah. Most expensive free tickets you would have ever oh, had. Oh, she said they looked it up. They were going for five thousand dollars. Awesome. Courtside seats. I said, I've never sit courtside to see LeBron. You better believe I would go courtside seats to see. I'd go courtside seats to anybody, but especially LeBron. Are you kidding me? That would have been awesome. And they were lamenting how they screwed that one up. We have to pay off the tease. Mm-hmm. You see the future. Some guy got really cranky on Friday <laughs> or Thursday. Uh, it was November 15th. November 15th. Oh, really? Because it was, it was the ago. Thursday night game. It was the Thursday night game. Oh, uh, okay. So it was not. Yeah. It was two yeah, 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 yeah. Ago. Okay. So 10 days ago, and now the payoff. Yes, because I brought there's up the, you had Mason the, Rudolph and Miles Garrett, and surely race was going to be interjected in the conversation. Steelers and Browns, yes. helmet swinging debacle. You remember it well. Yes. What, I, did, he, what did he send I, us? I, Tyler Brockbank. Love you, Tyler. Listening to David DJ James and Ed PK Kinahan talk about the fight last night and PK trying to lure DJ into making about race. I'm left with one impression. I'm shocked DJ has gone this long without smacking PK in the head with a helmet. Another white guy who doesn't want to talk race because it makes him queasy. Because what happened down the road? (laughs) Garrett said... Rudolph used a racial slur. So, of course, race so the, was interjected so the into NFL the conversation. had to investigate, and all the guys on the field had to get interviewed about that. Tyler, don't doubt me. Mm. I like that you golf, because you have a golf thing. But, of course, race was going to be interjected. The more discussions we have about race, the better off we'll understand one another. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Well, as long as they're discussions and not uh, cheap-shotting arguments. Absolutely, Yes. All right, DJ and PK, that is a lot of what we have been talking about during this show, and all the way back to the 15th, as a matter of fact. And it is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your tweets, your feedback, coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Only way Utah freaking gets in is if they beat Oregon by like 45 points. And it's freaking ridiculous because Alabama beating Auburn, Auburn will be an 8-4 and four team. Utah's win against a 10-2 and two team. Oregon will be better. It's going to be freaking better and they might not even get in. Stupid biases. Hey, PK, what a great Monday morning. Holy cow. Is your Monday as good as mine? Let's go, Devils. <laughs> Always signing off with the, let's go, Devils. Let's go, Brandon.
Brandon is reliable. Well, it's a nice win. It's it's amazing how everything has been spun now because they had lost four in a row and now they won. And and boy, my my gosh, they played thirty two freshmen. So Herm was back on that train where he's. It's all tone. It's the same number. Yeah, yeah. It's all tone. They've increased it because they've had some some injuries earlier. A couple in the more freshmen. Three more freshmen have gotten in. So the yeah. number's gone from twenty nine to thirty two. Yeah, but yeah. now it's like a big positive for the future because okay. now they, now they got to go sell it to recruits, and there was a ton of recruits there. Right, and if they and it was a great crowd, and it was crazy, and they're big plays, so that's awesome for them. Now National they got television. Curb Street was there. Beat Arizona for seven and five. Win the bowl game for eight and five. And it's what you just said about Utah State. That's a good season to sell, especially if you got a freshman quarterback coming back. I think under the circumstances, that was that's about top end. Yeah. You would have taken eight and five back in uh, oh, July. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Eight and five with a win at home over Oregon. Oh yeah. 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 yeah no Sign question. Sign me up. Right. No question. All right, it's time for your feedback, and it is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. A lot of people replying on Twitter. Let me help you out here, DJ. Since their tube fan base is locked in on this college football playoff race, does the Oregon loss matter? Uh, Utah fans, no, it shouldn't. BYU fans, yes, it should. No one is really arguing, yes, it should. I have to say, I don't think BYU fans have behaved poorly in all of this. No piling on and cheap shotting. I think it breaks down to, it will, but it shouldn't. And it shouldn't, and it won't. And I think the leader, we haven't run as a poll question, but I think the leader, we're getting a lot of people who are like, it shouldn't, but it's going to. Okay, to what degree? Because well, it that might depends be minimal on the, if the other folks lose. The, it depends on what happens with these other games going forward. Exactly. If the Utes lose, none of this matters. If Auburn, who is only a three-point underdog, beats Alabama, I know. If LSU beats Georgia as scheduled, agreed. Then it comes down to is Oklahoma. Oh, I said for weeks Oklahoma's my team. Is Oklahoma going to leapfrog a twelve and one? Utah team with wins over Oklahoma State and a second win over Baylor. I think they will. I know. And I think they might leapfrog them after the Oklahoma State win, before the Baylor game, and then just hold on to it, the Baylor game. So a week from tomorrow. Yeah. I would think a week from tomorrow. I don't think they'll leapfrog them now because I don't think this last win was good enough. But if the Utes are beating up on 5-7 and Colorado and they're upgrading their schedule with the, you know, their resume with a win over Oklahoma Mm -hmm. State, that's when they could leapfrog them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, we can worry all about that. We're borrowing trouble from the future, as one of our bosses' grandmothers used to say. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tony, Tony and Austin are next.